0: with anything things are gonna happen like this this is not the first or the last burden um, the the world has seen and just you know remember that every burden is a blessing as long as you have your health Um, good things will come out of it like uh, I've had difficult years in the past and you know watch out for those leap years like 2016 and 2020 have not been good but what i've learned so far is that you know when you're struggling and you know you're concerned about your well-being or whatever you whatever might be happening in your life remember that something good will come out of it you you we're going to we're going to come out better people
1: welcome back to got a map where we talk all things career learning from some of the best and brightest around the country uh, today, we have a good friend of mine, and we are on episode seven. I think we're cruising by these episodes in these last few weeks, so excited on, about that. Um, but before we get started, I want to introduce uh, my co-host, Connor Chang. Connor, say what's up to the people.
2: On everyone. Uh, I'm an intern at Dim Events, a marketing intern. I'm a currently a marketing major at Fordham University. So uh, I've been doing it virtually, but it's been a good time and definitely getting some good experience.
1: Good. And what are you currently listening to? Maybe it's like a band, a specific artist. Like, what are you listening to?
2: Hmm, well, I I guess I have to shout out you um, know the activist. He just dropped an album pretty recently, and like, he it was it's his first like big album I'd say like on all platforms uh, besides SoundCloud. So. Um, I've definitely been listening to that a ton, so I give that some credit here.
1: Say it one more time, I missed that. Uh know the activist.
2: Uno you know, you know the activist. Yeah. So he he started as a like a, a SoundCloud rapper for like a few years. Um, between like, you know, twenty ten and up. But he's really starting to grow into something bigger as recently, so it's pretty interesting to see.
1: Very dope. You all listen to very different music, I'm always trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Keep my ear to the street. To the street. Uh, yeah, I want to introduce our guest, uh, the person that we will be taking directions from today. My favorite sound effects. Uh, Greg Berman, a good friend of mine. Greg, say what's up? How's it going? What's up? What's up?
0: Um, I'm Greg Berman. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is dope. Um, I am, uh, what am I, if you guys wanna know what I'm listening to, it's not very exciting. I've just been, I, I, I've just had lo-fi beats on Spotify just on, just to get me in the zone. Um, you know, it just gets me zoned in whether I'm working or cooking uh, or even reading. So, you know, there's a lot of noise in the world right now. So for me, just, just hearing the beats is, it just keep, keeps it chill.
1: I like that because I usually listen to classical music when I try to get into the zone, but I didn't even think of just listening to beats like that.
0: Just low Yeah. The instrumentals. That's all I need.
1: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, you, you're a man of many talents. So tell us a little bit, give us a glimpse into like, what do you do?
0: Yeah. So professionally, uh, I'm a marketing director at a company called Spins here in Chicago. Um, what that means to me is that I'm helping to build a healthier world. Um, my company provides retail data to consumer brands that are creating natural, organic, or plant-based products. So I do the marketing. Uh, I'm helping helping our team uh, get the data into the hands of, of the brand so they can They can get on those shelves and, and get into the people's hands.
1: That's very fascinating. I think like data is always so interesting where I remember a quote from like Steve Stout who's in the music industry and he said just by looking at the data from when Eminem became a rapper, he predicted the win of Trump because there were so many activated people um, they, who were listening to Eminem's music all around pockets of the country that they weren't really looking at in the music. So I always hmm. say is very fascinating. And then when you get to like music tour routes and all of that stuff, all that information from Spotify and all of that, like planning out tours more efficiently rather than just going to the big name venues is very, very
0: Yeah. Data, data always has a better idea.
1: Definitely. (laughs) And uh, the way that I like to just get right into it is what would you say is your impact on the world, whether that's professionally or personally, Uh, what does that look like? Um,
0: Yeah. Professionally, I feel like I have a, you know, I have a strong purpose in in creating a healthier world. Um, Personally, uh, it's a little more complicated these days, right? um you know the world is a different place, and you know i 'm someone you know if, if you look me up you'll you'll see that i'm that i'm very that i've built my career and my life on creative expression i'm someone um who's made statements with my words, my photography, my appearance um but I think right now I feel like my role in the world is to let the world express itself and for me to be there to absorb and to listen and to learn and pass on those learnings, you know, to the people in my life. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be crazy what I do. Um, for for me, it's just keeping an open mind and, and making sure I'm staying informed and, and, you know, compassionate and considerate. Um, and that's, that's the most I can do right now.
2: Very, very respectable. And um, you're currently in a role where, you know, you can exercise your creative freedom, but also, you know, you have a very strong purpose. And you're also, you have have a very strong purpose for the world as well. You know, um, dealing with all things. um, You know, you're in a position right now where I would actually love to be in someday um, as a marketing director, um, overseeing all things such. And I honestly just want to ask, you know, taking taking back, because I know you're talking about your impact and what you're currently doing right now, but back in the college days or even high school, um, if you're in my feet, you know what kind of led you towards that path, um, towards marketing, and what, like, what, what kind of things did you do to to sort of uh, get on the right path for that?
0: Yeah. Um, there's no short answer for, for this question, um, so I can you know I could take you guys way back. Um, my path after high school is, is one you would you would refer to as non, non-linear. Um, you know, I, through college, I lived at home. I changed my major and my minor halfway through. I graduated kind of in the vortex of the recession. Um, and luckily I had a, a job secured thanks to an internship at the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I picked up on the advice of getting an internship in my senior year. Um, and so I, ended up, because of the recession and because of the difficulty that I had finding a job at the time back in 2008, which makes me really old, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I was lucky to have this internship secured that turned into a, a job, even though it was underpaying. But, you know, it, it had me doing market research for, uh, for the Italian government, actually. It was really unique. So, um, I got into market research. I, you know, I got a lot of um, exposure to the way other people think, uh, you know, and other cultures think. And I got addicted to uh, espresso. So <laughs> so a lot of things happened for me in that role. But from there, I finally, um, finally got into the tech world. Um, and uh, also working for a data technology company in the location services business. Um, doing this, biz- I came in for business development, but then after about a year, I ended up spending four of my years there doing business operations. So really my, my you know, my educational background is in economics. I did some market research um, and, you know, it was, it was like related to politics, but um, I didn't really go the marketing route even though I had all this creativity in me. Um, and part of it is because I just didn't have enough information about what I can do uh, in a creative career and also because you know it was just difficult to to find a job you want.
1: Definitely and I always talk about how important uh, internships are but what would you say are uh, some of the like what was that your first internship or was that like one of many?
0: Um, it, was, it was the most significant one, but I've had other, I had another one. So while I was in that internship, I, I got another one offered. So I took a hiatus, went on to try out another company, another internship, um, and ended up coming back to this role. Um, uh, just because I just didn't feel like there was a fit. It was like a cor- very corporate insurance world where I just didn't think I would thrive. So I took a risk and went back Um, and then the recession hit and then I couldn't really get out uh, when I wanted to. Um, And, but you know, it was, you're still, yeah, you're still such a kid in college. Like looking back, I knew nothing about anything. Um, So that internship is what really solidified me, which really helped me solidify as an adult and just be around adults. Um, Um, so I think that's that's where the importance of, of it comes in. It's like an extended education really. Perfect, so um, yeah.
2: talking, of, talking about internships, since I'm in one myself, um, and I'm looking to take that next step. What did you take away from an internship that sort of prepared you or geared you to actually step into the corporate world? Hmm. So what kind of things did you go through or did you have to learn uh, in order for you to become who you are now?
0: Yeah um you know it's not it's not dissimilar from what you're going to learn throughout the rest of your career because really what you're showing to your next employer is that you can meet deadlines you can roll up your sleeves you can think uh you know you can think creatively um and critically and now i think of it you know having been through kind of the agency world and the creative world I think of it as a portfolio rather than a resume. So what you're putting together is a is a body of work. Um, and when you're in your job or whatever it is you may be doing, just think about, you know, what this, what does this look like, it, you know, when I frame it? Like what does this look like as a portfolio piece? What should I do differently to make it look like something I want to present to my next employer or, you know, to anyone for that matter?
1: That's very interesting. I don't think many of us think about it like that, right? We think of obviously a resume and all of that, but like a portfolio piece is interesting because so like even from a, as a college student, as like a, a job on campus, right? You could really mm-hmm. that to get to your next experience and show like, hey, this is what I've created or this is what I've done. Yeah. That's like, colleges. I don't know if in the bigger picture, right? of colleges essential these days right but i do think you learn a lot in that space and your ability to show that you can create work is and build a network is very important yeah Um,
0: yeah i mean you know it's it's easy to be very narrow-minded and and short-sighted with that because you can look at it as like bullet points you eventually put together or you can look at it as like a narrative that you're creating. So, you know, I I think the advice I would give my younger self is, um, is not to be so short sighted. You see like, you know, it's easy when you're young to see that shiny thing in front of you and just chase that around. But if you zoom out for a second and you take kind of a bird's eye level view That bigger thing, it's also in front of you. You just have to zoom out. It's just a bigger, like, it's a bigger, more shinier thing. And if you just take a step back and look at it from, like, a wider lens, um, you'll see it and you know what you're pursuing. Definitely. Yeah, it's not hiding anyway.
1: Right. One thing I do think is interesting, and I don't think we've ever gotten anyone's perspective on this, but with the recession, right, and now, how much – are you seeing when it comes to like similarities of that time, um, obviously it wasn't a pandemic, but in some way it is a, a financial pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So what similarities do you see with the recession when you kind of graduated to now during COVID?
0: Um, that's a good question. Um, I think for different industries, it's going to be different. I think if you're a creative, you have um, both an advantage and disadvantage because a lot of budgets are being slashed for creative services and marketing, right? Um, but again, it depends on the industry. Some industries are thriving because, uh, you know, you have, you know, healthcare and you have, the, you know, the food industry, which is where I'm at, like, some some industries are, are in greater demand, um, and they're they're not they still have budgets to do something. So the disadvantage is like if you if your skills aren't very transferable from industry to industry, if you're just kind of like someone who specializes in one in one thing, it might be difficult. But for creative specifically, you have so much tools at your disposal, and you have so many different ways to show your work, to to offer value. To, to advertise yourself, I think while there are similarities, I think there are more differences and that the main difference is we have so much more resources at our fingertips to be able to market yourself.
2: Cool, so um, <clears throat> since we're, you know, we've already delved into the topic of you know, what you've been doing, how you've gotten there, um, and where you're currently at right now, um, I sort of want to talk about something pretty important um, in our everyday lives, and especially right now, which is self-care. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, the job <clears throat> that you had before your current position was very corporate, and you didn't think that you could thrive um, as much as you could have. Uh, and I know, I know a lot of that stems from pressure, because there's a lot of deadlines you have to meet, um, a lot of different people that you have to attend to, and it's just a very stressful, you know, corporate America is very stressful. Um, so what are some things that you do personally to sort of deal with those stresses
0: um, in everyday life? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, if you, as you, as you grow in your career, those things are going to be more real, um, you know, whether you're corporate or agency, or if you're growing your own business, those, those things are always going to creep up on you. The, the more senior you get, um, so corporate or not, you got to take care of yourself. Um, you know, you just got to like look around you. Like people are people are dying and they can't contri- they can't do anything about it. So it's a good reminder. Today is like your health is most important. Um, you know, jobs come and go. Um, you know, if you're talented and you you know uh, you got. Friends like Mo, you'll be good. <laughs> um, so really, just taking care of your health. If you're feeling stressed out, think about the long-term effects. For me, it's something. It's as simple as just like going for a walk, going for a bike ride, um, you know, listening to to music, picking up a camera and and you know, snapping some photos, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes. Um, and if you think about it, those things that I just named, to me, those are the things that remind me of childhood and that bring me back to my younger self and and make me, you know, make you feel like a kid again. So you, you find those things, whatever those are, you don't have to invent anything new. Um, maybe you like drawing when you were a kid, just try to do something that you used to like doing as a kid. And um, that's an easy way to look at it.
2: That's, that's very nice. Um... I find myself doing a lot of similar things when I feel stressed. And I think uh, it's a pretty human thing to do to, uh, to wanna kind of escape your current situation that's very stressful and sort of just take a, take a breath or something. So that's nice. So we talked about um, what you do to handle stress during the day, but um, in terms of your responsibilities or your daily agenda, what is your kind of day-to-day look like besides some of the things that bring you joy? And, you know, other things that bring you joy as well, but what are some of those activities or some of those uh, agenda items that you like to tend to?
0: Um, my day, like like any typical work day. Yeah, like a, and Monday through Friday. Um, yeah, it's quite different these days, right? Spending a lot of time at home. Um, trying to have some kind of routine, you know, in the morning wake up have the french press brood up hang out in the balcony for 30 minutes um catch up with my wife and and then you know get to work and like in the morning i like to do something creative like i can't i can't get into like too many analytical things in the in the morning i gotta do something creative to just kind of get the neurons uh, flowing, connecting, you know, whether it's writing something or proofreading something or designing something, um, even if it's building a PowerPoint, I got to do something creative in the morning, uh, and then as the day goes on, I can get more strategic and, and more analytical throughout the day.
1: One question that I want to ask because that I, I feel like a lot but now we are, we we have the ability to be a little more creative because we don't have like that hour commuter, that 20 or 30. Yep. Uh, but pre-COVID, were you able to do that same type of work style or is this something newer that you've incorporated into your workflow? Um, uh,
0: it was similar for me before. Yeah, Um, I got to take my, I got to kind of take my time in the morning. Even if I wake up early, I just got to, like, have my walk, have my coffee, do something creative. Um, It was, it was kind of similar for me. But yeah, you're right, we're saving more time with the commute. So, um, you know, it should be easier to practice self care. But I find myself more accessible because I'm online more. So I'm actually like more productive, busier with work. um, And, you know, if it's a job that you enjoy, then Why not? Like, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't complain. It's a lot of screen time, but um, when COVID started, when quarantine started, the advice I always gave is, you know, like, make sure to stretch, like take time to stretch, get in in touch with yourself.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, because we were talking about this a little bit before, um, but what are some things that you miss about being able to go into the office?
0: Hmm, um, some, but not many, uh, I like, I just like being able to, you know, I work in a, in a kind of a big team environment. So getting to know what others are working on is, is is important. And just like that day-to-day side banter in passing is always like helpful to build relationships and, you know, people are just busier now, um, in that facetime like on the screen it's cool but you just don't have uh, as much of a personal connection as, as you used to
1: yeah so. i feel like it's been very interesting right because i feel like networking is such a part of like work and just lifestyle in general right And like even me and you i'm sure we used to pass by one another right. and see each other here and there and now it's like you have to be so much more intentional Um, but let's take it back to pre-COVID, right? Uh, how important was networking, um, in the growth of your career path?
0: Uh, It was huge, honestly. Um, like you said, it's part of our nature to network and to be curious about what others are doing, especially in your field. Um, yeah, it was huge. And I was, I was always like, I think for me my creative world opened up through networking that's when i was like oh like there's a new shop opening up i got to go i got to go check it out i got to go mingle um because i wanted to be part of the vibe uh you know cultural events like that's why we live in the city because we need to be closer to culture and that's different now like culture's canceled in 2020 so you know <laughs> like i got to i, I got to access it from home somehow and and find other ways to experience uh to experience culture but yeah before COVID networking a lot of my a lot of very coincidental serendipitous opportunities came my way just from talking to people um and connecting with them that's how my that's how I grew my Instagram that's how I was able to grow my blog It's just like putting myself in those situations where I can document something where I can collaborate with someone. So yeah. Yeah. I mean for you, like you're in a space and in a career where it's so essential. Like you gotta be feeling that too.
1: Yeah. I feel like right now it's it's been very interesting, right? I think I there's two folds to it, right? For me, I think networking is in some shape or form is just transformed for me, right? So like a lot of it is like the podcast, right? Doing this and chatting right. and like getting to know them on a more personal level. But I actually, I think it's good for like some of the events that we do, right? Because now you're able to tap into people in different spaces. So for me, I look at, at this time as like a a preparation, right? Where you're able to bring people mm-hmm. to areas and bring them into one space per month on yep. a monthly basis rather than like before it was just like all right when I go to New York I'll hang out with this person or see them but when I go to LA I'll see this person and yep. whatever the schedule looked like that's how it was how it worked um but yeah I think I think it's a little bit easier now which is interesting um I don't think it's I still think it's tough because, like, you're not going to see those people on a day-to-day basis when you're walking around or bumping into it. But I think you just have to be more intentional and purposeful. Yep. And you definitely have to come with something to talk about, right? You can't just like yeah someone up and say, "Let's just jump on the Zoom and then, and then let's just look at each other." Right? It has to be something yeah. to, to talk about, or maybe it's a catch-up, or maybe it's just growing the relationship. So, um
2: you know being able to go to all those places is is very right now it's a very good uh, privilege to have you know i'm i i look back at the time i had before uh, quarantine and i thought wow i should have i should have gone here so um while we look what we're talking about networking, how should i approach this in the social distance world cuz i'm i'm so far away from all my classmates um i can't go in they do an office and have an actual internship like that, um, and all these events that are in person have been canceled as well. So, how would you sort of navigate if you were in my shoes?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. But I think Mo just touched on it. Like, you know, you you're able to build almost stronger relationships by preparing for these more intentional conversations, like for networking professionally and for informational interviews and like setting up informational interviews with other like professionals um yeah so one way is being on you know on a podcast asking these questions but also getting on linkedin and and just explaining what you just said to me like hey i'm looking to grow it's difficult these days i'm sure you understand but i'd love to learn about how you've made it to where you are in your career and um yeah i'd love to grab like a virtual coffee with you for 15 minutes so it is challenging but y- you can build some valuable relationships out of it as well
1: i think that's really good advice right linkedin is huge i feel like you know a lot about linkedin maybe i don't know too much about linkedin i do a lot of my networking on instagram and i think yep. you do that as well because greg has a yeah wrong Instagram following we're gonna put it right, right. <laughs> but uh what would you say are some of the keys to success um on network for networking uh via LinkedIn because I think like that's something that I actually personally have a question on too yeah I help uh Connor and and other people listening to this yeah,
0: yeah I mean it's it's similar right like if it's, if it's someone that you um it's just a little more transparent about what they do and where they where they're at in their career and their background. So you just have a little more information in front of you when you're looking at people. Um, and I mean, it's similar with Instagram. You're 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 sliding in. You're leaving a comment. Um, uh, but the the narrative can be similar, right? Like I I love I love you know the progression that I'm that I'm seeing with your career. I'd love to learn more you know, with Instagram, it's similar, like, you know, I I love the vibe, I love your work, like, let's connect. So slightly uh, different profiles, uh, depending on what you're pursuing or who you're pursuing. Um, And most of the time, people are willing to, um, if they check their LinkedIn, I'm bad at checking my messages, um, because you do get some spam in there. But I've you know I'll I'll usually say yes let's chat Um, and yeah it's not it's not too different I I would say upgrade your LinkedIn um, because there's like a limit on the amount of messages you can send but that $30 a month if you can uh, if you can swing it or like do the free trial you can send a bunch of messages
1: yeah what would you say are some i would say no-nos on uh linkedin messaging or reaching out to people anything you've heard of is like things that you shouldn't do or experiences maybe that you've had
0: um i mean it you know your tone is going to be a little different than than ig for example like you can be a little more casual with ig um, whereas linkedin i feel like if you're going to reach out to someone's like professional profile, you wanna be a little more professional and have like a salutation and like a signature. And, um, you know, it also depends on their seniority level. So if you're looking to connect with someone high up, you wanna be somewhat professional and and not as casual as you would be on other networks, um, you know, and try to, You know, you just got to know your audience, right? Like on IG, you're going to have a much more creative uh, profile photo, for example. And LinkedIn, you know, you can still, even if you're in a creative career, you could still have a professional photo that says you're in a creative career. So just those nuances, as with anything, you just got to know your audience.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good advice. Good advice, and I feel like update your bio because like that's one thing. I think I still have my bio from college, and I definitely update. Yeah, they make they make it easy now. Yeah, somebody told me like, hey, you should uh, probably update your bio. I said, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I don't even have a bio. you so in a better place than I am right now. I got
1: to get after that. You can get there. We can get there. Maybe we'll do. Maybe that'll be our next workshop: LinkedIn bio.
0: Oh, yeah, there we go. that's your homework
1: now right we got homework now from greg look at that (laughs) That's here uh let's talk a little bit about any creative projects that you're currently working on that are very inspirational to you or something that's just of interest to you right now
0: um you know i used to i used to have more side projects than i do now um you know i would shoot I would have projects where I would like create content for brands. Um, Now, if I have any creative projects, like any free time goes to like creating websites um, for, or like brand identity for smaller businesses. Uh, Maybe it's a friend of a friend or something. Um, I've also like given, given the environment now I've, uh, maybe I, I should be more vocal about it, but I did kind of open my schedule up to any nonprofits, um, here in Chicago, just to grab time on my schedule, um, to talk through any digital marketing questions they might have or, or, you know, recommendations. So, uh, you know, I'm calling it open office hours, but open to, to any Chicago nonprofits. So I've done a little bit of that in June, um, and, yeah, I'm still, still open, open to doing that. And, yeah, other than that, just, again, like reminding myself to channel my younger self and do the things that, that I, you know, truly make me happy. Um, taking some photos, riding a bike, shooting a hoop. Love that. Love
1: yeah. that. Were,
2: were there any projects that sort of made you fall in love with the whole process of it or are there any sort of is there a specific type of project or, or or system that you love doing so like if a company comes to you and says you know we need this this and this from you uh what's like your preferred go-to
0: yeah that's such a good question um a process that made me fall in love with with the creative work that's evolving you know the more i learn the more that it evolves like and it depends Depends what it is. Like when I, when I shot, um, when I did more product photography or content direction, it had its own process. Um, With any website work, like someone came to me recently asking for a website, and asking for a price range, I'm like, all right, well, you know, it really, really depends what you're looking for because I can just like we could talk for thirty minutes and I could put you on a template and you know walk you through it or you know, we could spend a good month going through your content strategy and your brand identity and your, um, you know, like your information architecture and, uh, and actually like custom design and things like that and and the copywriting and everything. So um, everything has a, everything has a process. We're not doing anything new, you know, like most creatives, like, there are some really brilliant minds who are really paving the path, but most, most of us in marketing and, and photography, we're, we're not doing anything new. We just have to learn, learn the ropes and, and just you know, do a really good job. Um, not, we're not uh, reinventing the wheel here.
1: That. And before we let you go, um, I know you are an m b a guy, right, and we just had someone on our last episode from the Phoenix Suns and we were talking about the bubble and all of that stuff so uh who do you have this year um winning it all
0: man, putting me on the
1: spot I put you on the spot
0: um i mean look i, I want to see i want to see the Lakers win it for kobe
1: you know i
0: you know i got other teams i like obviously but i think given everything that's happened this year that would be just a good story and i'm all about good stories like we need we need a good story here that's true. Um, but hopefully everyone just stays healthy i'm i'm curious to see what it's like uh, without you know the fans and like the the interaction that they're creating with fans remotely, like that's that's going to be crazy. Yeah.
1: I feel like the NBA is the only sports league that's got it right because I see baseball. I heard they have to like cancel some games because people have had COVID. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like baseball is a larger team. So I, I completely understand that. But yeah. Seems like the NBA's done it again. They're always ahead of the curve, I would
0: say. Right. So always the. Yeah. We want, yeah, we need one for Kobe. And it's in Orlando where he won one of his championships. So
1: That is you know. true. I did not even think about that. Connor. <laughs> who do you
2: have? Well, obviously the Lakers. Um, if, if it's who do I have, it's the Lakers for sure. Like, I think the Lakers are going to win. Um, even with Avery Bradley not playing, I think Jr. and Deion Wears. Deion Wears has been popping off in the scrimmages. I'll tell you that right now. So keep an eye on him. But um yeah, it's the Lakers for that. But if you ask me who I want, it's the Bucks. I want Giannis coming out on top. And I I want the Eastern Conference to have some swing back in it. So
0: yeah, it's yeah. The Bucks for who I want. Mo, well, who do you who do you get?
1: I'm always I ride with LeBron. Businessman, great basketball player, great uh Just a great person overall. So I'm always, wherever LeBron is at, ever since Katie has let let me down, I'm always riding with LeBron. So I think LeBron is going to be the only athlete. If he can win it on this team, then he'll be the only athlete to win it on three different teams, I think. Or maybe four. I think he's tied with like Robert Ori or someone or like someone up there. Someone who, like, wasn't, like, a great, great player, but was, like, a really good right. cool player. So that'll be interesting. Because I think Robert Ory won it. the Lakers, Houston Rockets, and the Spurs, I think. Right.
0: Yeah, and you got Steve Kerr, too, with uh, for the Bulls.
1: I think Spurs, Steve And
0: then as a coach. Yeah, as a coach. Never mind. So as a player, i like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so if, be
2: he'll be he'll be one of only two people to win. Yeah, he'll be up there with LeBron. Just three different teams, three championships.
1: Yeah, I feel like there was four. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Hmm. I saw it on the stat, but I don't really remember. LeBron all day. That's all I gotta say. LeBron, I'm I'm riding with you. Let's let's. He's get- the
0: big. Yeah, he's he's the baddest man out there.
1: He is, he is. I, I like the Clippers. You know, I think what they what they'll do will be good. Um, it'll definitely whoever wins the Western Conference Finals is going to be the team that, that wins it all. Because unfortunately, Connor the Bucks just don't they don't have it all, right? Giannis is good, but like what happened to him last year just showed he wasn't he's not ready to take that step. He's at like his remember when K B lost against the Miami Heat and he was crying? That's where he is right now. He, he's going to cry if he makes it to this. And then he's going to get over that cry and accomplish after LeBron exits. I, I,
2: think, I think his teammates also need to take a step. And I think even more because I think all the pressure of him putting literally rebounding, defending at the rim, scoring, putting all, all that on his back. Um, I think his teammates need to take a two up. You know, you know, Chris Milton is an all-star level player, but. Um, he
1: but he's not a number two. That, so. That's
2: why I'm sorry. I think he's more of a 2A, 2B type player.
1: Yeah. That's he
2: plays, because I'm never going to, I'm never going to doubt him. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: Well, before we let you go, Greg, Any last words of advice? I think one thing that, this is actually, yes, I remember the question I had. Yep. Remembering how everything started to open during the recession, right? At that time when things were like, okay, we can kind of open business back up, right? What advice would you have for someone who's very discouraged during this time? Um, maybe they lost their internship during the summer, maybe they lost their job opportunity. Um, what advice would you give them to, as the world starts to open up, maybe in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: just with anything, uh, with anything, things are gonna happen like this. This is not the first or the last burden um, the, the world has seen and just you know, remember that every burden is a blessing. As long as you have your health, um, good things will come out of it. Like uh, I've had difficult years in the past, and you know, watch out for those leap years. Like 2016 and 2020 um, have not been good. But what I've learned so far is that something good comes out of it. It leads me to a better situation. Um, you discover something about yourself or about others that is going to have an impact on you for the rest of your life. So you might not see that, you know, when you're struggling and you know you're concerned about your well-being or whatever you whatever might be happening in your life. But um, eventually, like that learning will get you to a better place. So, um, you know, again, just remember that something good will come out of it. You, you we're gonna we're gonna come out better people
1: true. Sure. yeah great words from a great guy great <laughs> uh the way we like to end things in our internship we always give someone a round of applause virtually so thank, thank you. you
0: guys yeah i appreciate you having me on of course stopping by Great, great words of advice. Yeah, good meeting you, Connor. Good luck. Um, you have my, you have my email. If you have any other questions, and, and Mo always, always great chopping it up, man.
1: Anytime. Right. We were supposed to do this right before COVID.
0: Happened. Right.
1: So exactly. You gotta get that back in, get back in the books once everything opens. Hell
0: yeah! All right, all right, exactly. man. It was a pleasure. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank yeah. you all. Tuning in to get a map. Scare, skr. Yeah. <laughs> Please.